Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I'm going to finish up the seed of hunger. So let's go ahead and get started on where I left off. I was sharing with you yesterday on how the enemy will use certain methods to control you. And if you continue to listen to him, you will continue to fall in the path of destruction. He wants you to keep looking at others and following others while also grabbing hold to the things that he has tempted you with. As I mentioned yesterday, he doesn't care anything about you. He hopes that you will participate in everything that he throws your way. But somehow you must not follow his schemes and tricks that he has coming at you. Just because everyone else may be doing it, it doesn't mean that it is the right thing to do. He will let you think that things are easy and simple so he can pull you in. Once you keep doing it, then he keeps drawing you in more and more, not realizing that you are on a path of despair, destruction, and death with him. That is why you must spend quality time with God so that you know for sure what things are actually coming from him. You have to learn the ways of God and his character so that you will know what things you should participate in. As you listen to the voice of God and follow the plan that he has you on, you will see the positive direction that your life will start to take and you will have the peace behind it as you grow develop, and mature. God has your life planned out before you were born, and he treasures the thoughts that he has of you. Psalm 139 verses 15 through 18 says, You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They are innumerable. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still with me. And again, that's Psalm 139 verses 15 through 18. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, God knew you in the womb, and his thoughts are so many that they outnumber the grains of sands. That is just powerful for God to know you like that, and that he is still with you. Now, I have shared with you how the enemy has influenced you by causing you to overeat or undereat. And it becomes necessary to not allow that mindset to persuade you into those directions. However, what happens if the enemy is pulling the strings of someone else to influence you to operate in that mindset? 
Maybe you are in a relationship and the person that you are with only likes a certain body frame, whether that is a big size or maybe even a smaller size. Because you really like this person and you are not the size that they want you to be in, you start listening to them so that you can get to the size that they want you to be. Now, if a person tells you that you should stop eating or to overeat, the only one who is being harmed is you, regardless of what benefits the person says that you will get or even if they tell you that it will make your relationship stronger. Whatever you do, please, please do not listen to them. People should love you for who you are. They should not be influencing you to make destructive decisions that could cause your health to be jeopardized. If they are doing that, please know that you do not need them in your life because that becomes a toxic relationship and God would not have you go through that. Now, if you are in a state where you have been listening to the enemy and you have gotten to a point to where you are overweight or underweight and the person that you are with are very concerned about your health because of the choices that you have been making on your own, then that is a completely different situation. It is obvious that they are trying to help you and they don't want to see you continuing in this pattern of destruction. Now, I know these types of situations can be hard to handle and habits are very hard to break. You may originally tell yourself you can stop anytime, but for some reason, you haven't stopped yet. Every day is the day that you are going to make a change in your life. But each day brings with it new challenges and harder obstacles to overcome. Sometimes it just takes the will and the desire to just start. If you can make a commitment to start on a certain date, then celebrate that you started and you accomplished a really small task, but it was worth celebrating. Then start again the next day and try taking small steps to accomplish something else. If you keep doing that each day, you will see a new habit starting to form as positive growth is taking place. Little by little, things will keep going in the right direction but you must continue to keep communicating with God while trusting and believing Him to help you in this journey and while still celebrating along the way. This celebration will help motivate you to take a bigger step in the days ahead. So now, let's go ahead and take a look at an example in the Bible with Jonathan and Saul. So 1 Samuel chapter 14 verses 24 through 35 says, Now the men of Israel were worn out that day because Saul had made them take an oath, saying, Let a curse fall on anyone who eats before evening, before I have full revenge on my enemies. So no one ate a thing all day, even though they found honeycomb on the ground in the forest. They didn't even touch the honey 
because they all feared the oath they had taken. But Jonathan had not heard his father's command, and he dipped a stick into a piece of honeycomb and ate the honey. After he had eaten it, he felt much better. But one of the men saw him and said, Your father made the army take a strict oath that anyone who eats food today will be cursed. That is why everyone is weary and faint. My father has made trouble for us all, Jonathan exclaimed. A command like that only hurts us. See how much better I feel now that I have eaten this little bit of honey? If the men had been allowed to eat freely from the food they found among our enemies, think how many more we could have killed. But hungry as they were, they chased and killed the Philistines all day from McMash to Ajalon, growing more and more faint. That evening, they flew upon the battle plunder and butchered the sheep, cattle, and calves but they ate them without draining the blood. Someone reported to Saul, Look, the men are sinning against the Lord by eating meat that still has blood in it. That is very wrong, Saul said. Find a large stone and roll it over here. Then go out among the troops and tell them, Bring the cattle and sheep here to kill them and drain the blood. Do not sin against the Lord by eating meat with the blood still in it. So that night, all the troops brought their animals and slaughtered them there. And Saul built an altar to the Lord, the first one he had ever built. And again, that's 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 24 through 35. Now, as you can see in the scriptures, both concepts of hunger are being displayed overeating, and not eating. Saul had made a commitment to his troops for them to not to eat until he was able to get revenge on his enemies. The troops became weak and very faint because of the lack of nourishment in their bodies. Towards the latter part of the scripture, the troops were so hungry, they ignored the commandments of God by not draining the blood before eating the meat. Because of Saul's commandment, he influenced his troops to destructive patterns in two ways. Against their own body, which made them weak and faint, and against God, which caused sin. Saul's commandment not only caused problems with his troops, but it would also lead to the possible death of his son Jonathan, as stated further in verses 36 through 45. Now, it becomes critical that you are aware of how people can influence your eating habits in negative ways. If you allow this to become a pattern in your life, you will find yourself constantly battling within to overcome and avoid the temptations. I know it can be hard to resist the temptations of not only how you eat, but how you look. It becomes even more challenging if people influence you on how you should look. Regardless of how serious a relationship may be, you cannot allow people to influence you in a negative way. You must find a way to love yourself more and not allow yourself to follow a path of destruction. 
Please don't allow the temptations of food or your appearance to consume you. God loves you so much and you have to believe that he does, which is why you must do what is pleasing to God and what is healthy for you. God speaks to you through the Holy Spirit, so you have to be connected to him so that you can hear his voice inside of you. He wants what is best for you and you have to believe that he does. So let me ask you, what type of statements do you make about yourself when it comes to your physical appearance and your weight? Do you like what you see in the mirror? If you don't, what are you doing and saying as a result of it? How far do you go with it? Do you become obsessed with looking a certain way? It is questions like these and many more that you need to assess and determine where your mindset is with this seed. Try not to beat yourself up. Find a way to forgive yourself and to forgive others for the negative dialogue that you have been playing in your head. Each day you have to have the desire and willingness to keep moving forward and to not allow the negative chatter that is going on in your head to be the reigning voice that is within. The Holy Spirit is so powerful and you have to believe that he is working things out for your good and his glory. Now, a powerful scripture that many of you know is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This scripture gives you the comfort of knowing that everything that God is doing in your life will work out for your good because of your love for him and you are called by him. Embrace that and trust in him completely to work things out for you. Now, on Monday, I am going to discuss a new route. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.